Well, bless the Lord, saints of God. I greet you tonight from Cathedral Christian Church or CCC online devotional podcast this Wednesday night, June the 17th, 2020. What a blessing to be before you. We pray that God will bless this word tonight and it will just uplift your heart, your mind, your soul, and all your spirit. Let's go into a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time on this night, dear God, that we can give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. It is our desire, God, that you allow us spiritually, Father God, from this podcast to go down into the spiritual storehouse of wisdom and knowledge. Allow the word of God to saturate our hearts, our minds, our spirits, and our souls that we can return to be a witness to a wicked and a worried and a messed up world. We pray now that you allow this podcast to just bless somebody in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to come tonight, uh, very briefly, just a small podcast tonight, but I want to choose for a topic tonight, strange things does happen to Christian people. Strange things does happen to Christian people. If you permit me to read from 1 Peter chapter 4, starting at verse number 12 through verse number 19. I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible, and it reads, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God rested upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian... Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Last verse. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. May God bless the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. Not going to be long tonight, but as I look at it, most Christians oftentimes have been taught, and I don't believe from the biblical perspective, but they learn from old wives' tales and other things that have no biblical support or biblical credence or biblical validity to them. The writer of 1 Peter tells the believer, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. There's a comma there. Let's pause for a minute. Here's the thing. If you wonder, because of your salvation or your conversion, that you should be exempt, someone has mistakenly misled you. Someone has told you that all things are going to always be good, that you'll always walk on streets of gold, and you'll always live in a palace mindset. 
uh, from, and I've heard some say, I'm going from the prison to the palace, and they all kinds of analogies to try to give you some type of uplifting perspective, and I'm, I'm a blessing, and I'm a proponent of that, but I also believe that God would have us to have a spiritual balance about being a Christian. Today in the 21st century, you very seldom hear the term salvation or conversion or to be converted or those that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let me drop this in your spirit. It's still very applicable that a man must be born again. The only way you can rest, rule, and abide with God henceforth and forevermore is to have accepted his son, Jesus Christ, God the Father, his son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and your personal Savior. With a public confession as well as being baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name to be covered as a representative to let the world know I symbolize by going under that water and dying. And when I'm brought up, it's a form of resurrection to let somebody know I claim victory in Jesus Christ. Now, that's great. That's the foundational piece of your conversion. But what I found in the 30 some odd years of ministry, sometime and most time, if you're not careful, you can get caught up in the euphoric atmosphere of church and not get the biblical truth of God's word. The word, the scriptures say, is what will set you free. And ye shall know the truth. The truth is not man's interpretation of the word, but it's the word itself. As we like to say, is God's unadulterated gospel, meaning it has no limits on it. It's a mystery. But only via the spirit can you understand. So let's just break down the scriptures for a little bit and see what thus say the Lord. And we're going to understand what God is doing in this word in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. By now, you should know because of your position in Christ that you are not exempt from any trial or any trouble or any tribulation. Matter of fact, you're more of a target. You walk around with a spiritual bullseye on your back because you've told the world, you've told the devil and all of the imps and schisms and isms that have followed and chosen to follow a fallen God, lowercase g, whose name is Satan. Here it is. You are his enemy. You're not friends with the, with, with the devil himself. You are not a friend. You're a foe. Why? Because you've chosen to stop striving to do what all of the world does. And you're trying to be Christ-like is the basis of your life. Or should it be? It should be. Yes. Amen. And I wonder oftentimes, does people question or get discombobulated about their belief about what they are and who they are? One of the things I've always told the church through the years is you must know who you are and whose you are. Why? Here's the question. Verse 14. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, if you be censored, as the Amplified says, and suffer abuse because, of, because you bear the name of Christ as a Christian under the umbrella of Christodom. Here's what he said. And the God rested upon you, and on their part he's evil spoken of. Who is they? That's those who don't believe in Jesus Christ, those who say that they serve God. Here's what the scriptures say. He talks about how can a man say he loved God 
whom he have not seen, but yet hated his brother who he sees every day. The things that we see right now that's before our very human eyes is very much real. Do not believe the hype that the pandemic is fake. Don't believe the hype and the old okie doke that masks are fake and somebody's trying to strip your political rights away to, to make you wear a mask. No, there is wisdom. God says wisdom is the principal thing. But in all that getting, get understanding. Understand what God is allowing to happen. Go back and read history biblically. God allowed the plagues to happen. You begin to read and you wonder and you think about it and you stop. I said you begin to read and you stop. Don't stop. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. How do you do that? Like we're doing tonight. You begin and you look. Don't begin and stop. You just do it. Like the scripture says here, and we'll get ready to close the podcast shortly. But let none of you suffer as a murderer. When he's evil spoken of, he's good spoken of, oftentimes people come, people go. People want to worship God. They get upset at God. They wonder why God is allowing to happen. For instance, like all the up, uh, unevil and the unrest and the all the things that we're seeing before us right now from the coronavirus, COVID-19, from the pandemic, from all the rioting, all the multiple murders and all the deaths, and now they're having lynchings in the 21st century. We're, the Bible says, and Solomon said that there's nothing new under the sun. Child of God, don't be so blind that you can't see. God's allowing people to show you who they are, telling you who they are. Believe them. They've already given you the evidence. They're telling you he's evil spoken of. Anybody who cannot see God as an omnipresent God, an all-knowing God, a loving God, who is a God that doesn't segregate or separate. Anybody that can't see and walk in that isn't serving the God of the Bible that I study. 39 old, 27 new as far as the books of the Bible as we call the canon. Somewhere there's a disconnect. But I pray that God will convict your hearts and your minds if you listen to this podcast and you will believe that because you have confessed to be Christ-like, you wonder why things happen. Let's move to verse uh, number 17. He says, yet in 16, 17, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, this is one of the very times you will read in scripture and you will see the word literally written Christian. Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Don't you be ashamed. Don't you be dismayed because you made a public confession. You've omitted and you you professed and confessed that you've saved, you're sanctified, you're filled with the Spirit. The Scriptures teach us and the writer tells us, don't be ashamed. Here's what he says in verse number 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Let me drop this in your spirit. Don't think because you are born again. Don't think because you've been baptized. Don't think because you may belong to one of the most prominent churches in your particular city and or town. Do not think because you make a public profession or a public confession that you are exempt from having difficult days. Do not believe because you give your tithes and your offerings and you know how to kneel at the altar and pray unto God that you're going to be exempt and excused from having some weak days, some W-E-A-K days. 
I want to let you know tonight that you can be encouraged because God's bringing scripture back to the forefront. God's trying to relay the foundation that you can know that God wants to be your God and he wants you to be his child. He said that time has come that judgment must first begin at the house of God. I make a plea to every blood-washed Christian that will listen to a podcast, that will download a YouTube video, that will attend church as churches open again, that has a house Bible study, that's having home church, that's having group sessions, that you will know that God wants us to put forth this word. It's the unadulterated gospel. It's the two-edged sword. It's the word that cuts going and the word that cuts coming back. As the scriptures also say, the word, the Bible, God's word, what is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. What does that mean? That means because I'm going through difficult things, because I'm going through a minor state of depression, because I'm going through some lonesomeness, because I'm going through right now because I'm sheltered in and I'm hunkering in place, because I'm not been able to do what I've normally been able to do. God has allowed these things to happen. For reasons that's unbeknownst to us because of our human and limited knowledge and or abilities. But I believe that in due season, God will reveal his purpose and his plan. So stay the course. Keep believing. Keep trusting God. And you watch God work. Now let's get ready to close the podcast tonight as we go into the 18th and 19th verse. And reminding you again, the topic for tonight is strange things does happen to Christian people. I will reiterate. Because you are a born-again Christian, you are not, I am not exempt from having difficult days. I'm not exempt from having people that just don't like me just because. They don't know me, but they just don't like me because of my presence or how I speak or what I drive or where I live or what I have in, in my closet or any other thing that could separate us from that love of God. The enemy has commanded and dispatched his army. To do all he can to do with John chapter 10 and verse number 10, which states, For that thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Christ says, But I am come that they might have life and that life more abundantly. How do you know that you're walking with Christ? Is when you realize you're under attack from the enemy. When you know that you're not walking with God, you're not a threat to the devil. And we'll close the podcast tonight by closing out on the 19th verse. He says, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit to the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Yes, God is our creator. As we close out tonight, I believe that God has got a witness out there that's listening via podcast that you understand that you think there's been a period of strange things that's happened to you. Let me tell something while I'm going by your street and dropping some spiritual wisdom into your portfolio, into your suitcase. You've got to know those strange things God has allowed to happen, not to break you, not to to obliterate you, not to just just break you down. He's allowed you to be bend, to be stretched, to be remolded, and to be shaped, to make you stronger, to make you better, to make you more vibrant in his word, more knowledgeable in his teachings, that you can understand the power that you have in Christ. We'll close tonight by saying, 
Be encouraged, be not dismayed, because those strange things are just for a season. We've said it through the song, weeping may endure for a night, but we do understand that joy cometh in the morning. And what I say as we close CCC Podcast tonight, the joy that I speak of as a Christian is though I suffer, but my suffering is not very long. This pandemic, this COVID-19, it appears to be, and we've been down for 90 plus days, but you asked the question to God, how long? Not long long? Why is it I, God, that have to suffer? Why is it me, God, that never seem to get a promotion? Why is it me, God, that seem the harder I work, the worse it gets? Why is it me, God, every time I try to set aside a dollar or two, something always comes and intervenes and takes my money? Why is it, God, when I strive to love on people and be a blessing, I want to treat people like I want to be treated? It seems like my good is evil spoken of. Why is it, God, that as soon as I see like I'm trying to just seek the face of God in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33. I'm trying to put the perspective of truth. I'm trying to put the word before me so it can be a light and a lamp. But it seems like the enemy is always on my trail. I feel like I'm a child of Israel. I'm on my way and the Red Sea is before me and I got Pharaoh and all his henchmen behind me. But I want to drop something in your spirit as we close out tonight. Child of God, you be encouraged. You get to know that God God is the same God. He is that literal bridge over every piece of troubled water. I want you to know that God is that one that will feed you when you're hungry. I want you to realize that God will be a friend to the friendless. He is, as the old Dr. Watt preachers would say, he's a mother to the motherless. He'll stick closer than any brother. Let me tell you this. I believe that God is better than Coke. He is the real thing. I want you to know that he's more like scotch tape. Matter of fact, he's better than scotch tape. You may can't see him, but we know that he's there. I want you to believe as I close out tonight, he's better than alphabet soup. He's more than mm mm-mm good. I want you to know he's better than KFC. He's better than finger licking good. You stand and know that God can be and is your God. Stay encouraged. Be encouraged and know that God will cause you to be even though those strange things are happening. You stand firm on the promises of God because the promises of God are yes and in him, amen. This is CCC Devotionals, Pastor Tony signing off. Be encouraged, be blessed until the next podcast. Let's close out in a word of prayer. Father, tonight in the name of Jesus, bless every child of God who will have the ability to download or to hear or hear of it and go ahead and get this word. Bless them in the name of Jesus. We thank you tonight. Be encouraged, child of God, until the next podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, bless the Lord. Greetings and thanks to God on this 21st day of June 2020. Happy Father's Day to all that will listen to this podcast from uh, CCC Devotionals. Let's open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time as we prepare to dive into the word of God. It is our desire, God, that you allow us to go down into the storehouse of wisdom and knowledge as always. And when we return to preach, teach, and share your gospel, dear God, in its unadulterated state, bless now, dear God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my redeemer. Father God, it's our desire that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil will always be horrified at the name of Jesus. Bless the reading of this word as we share this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Uh, before I read the scriptures this morning, I want to title this podcast in the form of a question. What is in a man? James chapter 1, using as a backdrop this morning, verse number 17, and this is what I want to read. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Let me read the Amplified Version. Every good gift, every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light in the shining of, whom there can be no variation, rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning, as in an eclipse. May God bless the reading, hearing, doing of the word. It's interesting this morning, I never know how God's going to lead, but I believe that God has a word for his people. Now, I've tried to since we've launched the podcast, to, and it just so happened the podcast is in the midst of the greatest pandemic, COVID-19 crisis that we've ever seen in our human history, and we're in the crux of it. So I've tried to baseline and be an encouragement to those that will hear these podcasts. But to this Father's Day, you will ask, well, how can we intertwine the two? Well, it's always applicable as God will give us a word. So the initial was thinking this, Father and God for every man. So there's two points I want to bring out this morning as James is our author. And I would ask myself as I was asking God this morning, how is it applicable to keep a word, encourage the fathers? And here's the thing, there's a father-mother that's a syndrome as well, because there's many mothers that have had to reverse the role and be both. So don't think that you're left out. For everyone that you will share with your family members, your friends, encourage folks to download the podcast, because I said in the earlier stages of, of creating these, God is making warriors winners, not whiners. So today in this this, this height of the pandemic, in the crux of this upheaval, in this unrest, the unruliness of what the world is, we need to understand and we ask the question, what is in a man? The first thing is this, I would hope that every, in accordance to Proverbs 29 and 18, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. First of all, I've said this through the years, a man ought to have a vision first and foremost for himself. If a man don't have a vision for himself, he can't have a vision for his wife, his girlfriend, his fiance, his children, his home, his community, city and or state and or country. If a man don't have a vision for himself. So when you think about that, without a vision, we perish. The vision oftentimes needs to be written out so people that run by in, a, in accordance to Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, that they run by, they can read it. But a lot of times, because we in America don't like to read, we like to look at the pictures. God will want us to read. I'm going to say this and then I'll get into the, to the heart of the, the message this morning. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, to study, to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. And the question has always been posed to me, how do we rightly divide it? Well, we're doing it when we walk in a world that doesn't exemplify the teachings of God, capital G. We rightly divide the word of truth when you face anger, when you face racism, when you face inconsistencies, when you face things that don't look like, smell like, sound like, or feel like they come from God, capital G. 
How do you know do you rightly divide the word of truth when you feel like you want to launch an attack and the Holy Ghost covets your mouth and tell you not right now. Be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger. That's when you know you're rightly dividing the word of truth. Pick and choose your battles. Amen. You should. God, I told my wife this, and I told Tanya, God's going to allow us to see so many things in these days before us, but we got to be careful to pick and choose what we put our mouth on, because don't, don't drop it, and don't forget this as I'm coming by your street. You will reap what you sow, so life and death resides where? In the power of the tongue. Though you want to say something, be careful, because when you launch it, you can't retrieve it, and when you launch it, it will set forth to do what it's accomplished. Just like God's word, remember we said God's word will accomplish everything he set forth for it to do. Well, we're a remnant of God converted. So you've got the same kind of dunamis power when you speak those words, you sow them, and you're going to reap them. If you don't reap them, your children may reap them. If your children don't reap them, your grandchildren may reap them. We don't know how it's going to manifest. So the governance of war is you've got to learn to be careful when in the midst of battle. See, sometimes you've got people get killed by friendly fire. And you've got to be careful when you launch that attack. That's why God is allowing us to see, not with our natural eyes, but our spiritual eyes. And you look through the lens of the word. God will fight the battle. God has already won the war. We just got to walk out the scenarios. Amen? So I began to look at the word of God. And as I looked at it, God gave me something instantly. As I like to say, hot off the wire. So the question came, what is in a man? Here's what verse 17 says. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Who is that? God himself, capital G. So the first thing is, I've always asked a question, and I preached a sermon years ago, image ain't everything. So many people, we call them one-uppers. And the image of some say, I'm a good father only on Father's Day. But where you at the rest of the, the, the year? 365 days, you a good father on the, on the one day. 364, you're absent. Nowhere present. You're not a leader. You're not even a follower. You're absent. God is calling us to be present. Here's the blessing. The first one is the image of God. What does the image of God represent? If every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, every father, capital F, should exemplify first and foremost a converted love, oneness in the family, power to show that he's that one that is trying to be the example, he shows faith. He shows hope. He shows a level of obedience. I don't need to be the one always having to be asked to do something. If I'm to be the one and God sends me to help me, I ought to be the one to take the initiative to get it done. How can she be a help me if I'm not doing anything? How can we be a helper of God if God's already doing, but we're sitting idle with our hands focused? We're mad at Trump. We're mad at the world. We're mad at Democrats. We're mad at Republicans. We're mad at all kinds of things when we need to self-reflect at where we are in life. That image of God is critical. The, the God that I speak of is uppercase G. So that oneness, that unity, the unifying of the family. Fathers, you ought to be a house builder a homemaker, amen, not a rolling stone, but a homemaker. At some point, you ought to grow up and let childish things go 
and learn how that this household, my property, is her kingdom, my kingdom, but it's a place where God would desire that the peace of God surpasses all human understanding. So when you drive up to your driveway, if in your house ain't nothing but confusion, if in your house ain't nothing but problems, in your house ain't nothing but all about the money, it's all about the image, you're missing the point. God, capital G, is the representative of us all. If every good and perfect gift comes from the scripture, tells us. There's no variableness, meaning he don't waver. He's consistent. As I put away childish things, as I grow in my age, I'm striving to be a man of what I do as well as what I say. Why? If I'm telling you I can do it, I'm going to do my best to commit and then get it done, no matter how I'm feeling. Because I don't walk by my feelings, I walk by my faith. You ought to walk by your faith, child of God. That's applicable to male and female. God ain't never said you wasn't going to get tired. God ain't never said you weren't going to have some W-E-A-K days. God ain't never said that life is going to give you a bouquet of roses every day you wait. Some days you're going to have to put your hand in the midst of the thorns and the thistles to realize that God is still your God. Amen. I look at that image of God, number one. If you can exemplify those things, God ought to be performing heart surgery, fathers. Father and God, you got to have them both comprised in your heart. That God, capital G, represents the oneness, the wholeness. The second part is the flip side of that. The, is it the image of God, lowercase g, the God of this world? That represents this, division, negative, a fear, a helplessness, a hopelessness, a, a divide, a disdain, a dislike. What you're seeing globally right now, the leader of the free world doesn't exemplify the God capital G where he's trying to bring people together. He's exemplifying the God lowercase g. That's like demagogue mindset. That's narcissistic mindset that divides a house, that divides a people. If the church, if you preachers are not trying to bring people together and unify, you're exemplifying the reverse of God capital G and you're exemplifying God lowercase g. Amen. It ain't all about us as men. It's about the God in us as men. Amen. But it's taken me years to get to this point. So I'm striving to train where I can. Will we cross every T? No, sir. Will we dot every I? No, ma'am. Will we do everything right by the book? No, we will not. But we should forever be striving to glorify God. That men will see your work and give God the glory. So what? There's many things that I do that may not be understood by the human mind, but I'm not working as unto man. I'm working as unto God. Though my promotions and all the things I would desire hadn't come right now, they're delayed, not denied. But I remember, I'm going to close here this morning by saying, the scripture said, and James lets us know that every good and every perfect gift, when God gives you a gift, he gives it without repentance. Meaning this, when he gives it to you, he's not an Indian giver. He gives you a gift and he wants you to capitalize on your gift. You perfect, I tell Monique and Taylor, perfect your craft. Study where you are. Know where you work. Know who you're around. Know who God is in your life. You are the light of God. That word that resides in you is a lamp unto your feet and a light into your pathway. You exemplify through the husbands, through the wives, through the children. I pray this morning 
that on this Father's Day, June 21, 2020, that you will heed the voice, share this message, tell it to your friends, tell it to your family members, tell somebody, and though you may not be a biological father, but look at your nieces and your nephews, look at the people you've been a blessing to, look at the love they've getting, gotten from your love because that God, capital G, resides in you. Oh, my God, as I'll close this podcast this morning, he says this, and I'm going to repeat the scripture, and then we'll have a closing prayer. He says this, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, meaning that when you see him, he's real. When you see he, he's present. When you see him, he's in your life if you allow him to be. Just like you've been, Mother, father, uncle, aunt, grandmother, grandfather, big mama, pawpaw, whatever title you go by, you got to understand that God is the orchestrator. God is the orator. God is the one that can change a messy mind into a miracle thinking mind. God can take a mess and make a miracle. God can make your midnight into midday. God can turn as the scriptures in the song would say, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And the joy that we conclude this morning is a joy, as we said from the old Dr. Watt preaching, it's a joy that the world can give and it's a joy that the world can take away. When God gives you the gift, your children ought to look at you and tell God, thank you. When, when God gives you the gift of life and you shed the gift of life, your husband, your wife ought to look at God and say, thank you when you think about what I'm telling you this morning. So as we close, as the scriptures are said, and every preacher would say that our God, capital G, has been a father to the fathers. He's been a mother to the motherless. He's the one. He is your bridge over troubled water. He is the one that will settle the raging seas in your life. He is the one that will bless you in spite of what the world says. Who cares what image the world has? You don't look to that image. You look to the image of God, capital G. And when you look to that image, you will see the greatest father under the sun. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the one that said it's expedient that I don't go, he will not come. And the third person of the Trinity, and when God said his son has to return back home, he went there and he's left us with the ultimate teacher, the ultimate God, the one who will walk with us, the one that will talk with us, the one that lets us know, you stand father, you be the example, you stand mother father, and you be the example. So I encourage you this morning, on this 21st day of June, you be blessed and may every father that's striving to be better, forgive yourself, but do better. Do a 180, not a 360. Make a change from what you was to who you can become. Don't look back and be like Lot's wife. You look to the hills from which cometh your help, and you know that your help comes from God, the Father of lights. You look to God to change your nasty mind. You look to God to change your destructive heart. You look to God to make your mess into a miracle. You look to God and realize that God can change your life. Amen. So I pray that you be blessed. As we close out this podcast, it's supposed to be a devotional, but it sounds like a sermon. Amen. So be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's close out in a prayer. Father, we thank you now in this 21st century Father's Day mindset. 
for every protester, for everybody that's out there. Father God, give them strength to be that example. For when their sons and daughters look up to them, oh God, let they see the light of God. And I pray that they become born again, that they can get the message of truth and walk in this freedom. Bless now in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. Until the next podcast, Pastor Tony signing off. God bless you. Be blessed until the next appointed time in Jesus' name.